0: Welcome to the New Point Community Church Podcast. This message is part of our series, Better. We want to thank you for joining us, and we hope this inspires you and builds your faith. Wow, that was incredible. That was amazing. Let me give you another word. That was powerful. And you may be like me. Maybe you didn't understand all of those words. I definitely didn't. Matter of fact, I had never heard of NF, the artist, And so I shared with our boys, hey, I want to ask you a question. Do you know who NF is? And they just about came out of their seat and they said, absolutely. He's got an incredible song. It's called The Search, which you and I just heard. And it has a powerful, powerful message. Basically, what he is saying is he's given us a description of a season of life that he went through, that he was experiencing everything that all of us as human beings experience, that he was searching for a map to hope, and he couldn't find it, and he looked for it in fame, he looked for it in material things, and ultimately it led him to a breakdown of where he went to a therapist, to try to sort things out, to try to make sense of what was happening. And he came to the conclusion that basically life was meaningless. And so he was trying to compensate for this meaningless in his life through material things and fame, trying to fulfill that lack of satisfaction and purpose. And he even goes on to say that he puts up makeup, basically meaning that he became a hypocrite. And he was being somebody that he really wasn't, and he wasn't true to himself. And so, as I listened to those lyrics and I read those, I thought, you know what? There's been seasons in my life I could have wrote those lyrics. And maybe that's you as well. And so, I want to welcome you to New Point. And however and wherever you are joining us, we're glad that you're here. We've been looking at this thought better, better, that when life hands you choices, choose better. There's a man named Solomon, some call him the wisest man apart from Jesus Christ. And he he writes a journal, he writes a book, it's called Ecclesiastes. And what he does is he writes about his experiences and what he has observed in watching mankind. And, And he begins to share the first six chapters of the book He's basically describing life under the sun. And then in seven, he begins to describe life above the sun, wisdom. And wisdom, really, above the sun is seeing life from God's perspective. And it brings a sense of objectivity and stability in a fallen, fragile world. And boy, do we need that. And so what I want to do today is I want us to look at chapter eight, and I'm just going to walk us through it again. Because there's a tension in our world. And you and I need to be able to know how to manage it because you're not gonna solve it. I'm not gonna solve it. So how can we manage it? Now, we live in a fallen world and we have leaders who are fallen. We have leaders who miss the mark. We have leaders who are self-centered and and full of self-ambition. And that would include you and me, by the way, okay? because we're all leading something. But it's teachers, it's bosses, it's, it's, it's presidents, it's, it's, it's political figures, it's all of those. And they affect you and me. And what happens is it's in your DNA and it's in my DNA to want things to be right. Would you agree with me? Because God's given that to you. So what happens is when you see injustice, especially when it goes against you, you know what? it angers you, and it angers me. And I believe that's one reason why our world is so filled with anger and hostility, because of that. And yet, I reminded us last week, and by the way, if if this is the first time you're joining us, I encourage you to download our podcast in this series called Better, because it'll make more sense. But we learned from Solomon, he was giving us wisdom from above, he said these words here, it's just powerful, he says, not a single person on earth is always good. Your coach isn't, your teacher isn't, your boss isn't, your spouse isn't, your mom isn't, your dad isn't, your friend isn't, and never sins. What's he saying? He's saying that we live in a broken world. He's saying that we're all broken and that one of the ways in which we manage tension is we realize, okay, that we do life with broken people. And so that hopefully helps you and I to manage our expectations. Now, here's the good news. Jesus came to deal with that through his life and his death and his resurrection. And he's given us his spirit to live inside of us, to bring about transformation and hope and healing. And yet, even in the best of us, there's times that you and I don't always respond with pure motives. We don't always do the right thing. And it affects those around us. And so, what happens is when people do that to us, we experience painful, painful moments which can anger you and I. And so, how do we manage that? Because here's the question the question is this if you're a Christ follower, the question is this how do you and I, if we claim to follow Jesus Christ, how do you and I manage that tension? How do you and I follow people who are imperfect? Whether it's our parents, whether it's a boss, whether it's a political figure, whoever, how do we do that? One answer, wisdom that's above the sun. And so Solomon gives us wise counsel on how you and I are to live under earthly authority, imperfect people, while living under God's authority. You see, here's what you and I need to understand. God works through authority. This is why when you read scripture, God talks a lot about kings and political authority and prophets and priests who had spiritual authority, yet none of them were perfect. And yet people were called to to follow them and be under their leadership. And so what happens is we're living in a day and age of where very few people have restraint and personal responsibility. We just don't have it. And so Solomon begins his journal with these words, and and they're powerful. He says, how wonderful to be wise, to see things from God's perspective, to analyze and interpret things. Wisdom lights up a person's face, softening its harshness. You know what he says? He's basically saying it's good to be wise because when you're wise, guess what? You're able to analyze and interpret things. It allows you to see things from a different perspective. It allows you to see things above the sun. And guess what? It affects your facial expressions. You know, you look at many people today and there's a harshness about us. Why? Because we're angry, we're mad. We, we, we look at all the injustice and what he says is, how good it is to be wise to understand from a different perspective than just under the sun. So Solomon says, hey, I wanna give you some wise counsel. I've observed, I'm a king, and I wanna share with you my thoughts on how to live under authority in an imperfect world so that you and I can live under God's authority that's perfect. And he says, you know what? It'll soften your hardness when you do it. And so here's what he says. He says, obey the king since you vowed to God that you would. See, what happens in his day, one of the things is the king was the ruler. And you would make a vow to to obey him. Why? Because God is a God of order. God works through authority. That's why we hear, and, and you read the story of Jesus in the Gospels. That's why you hear about him submitting to the Father's will because he was under the Father's authority. And so he encourages you and I as citizens to respect those who lead us, whether they're in the government, whether they're in the school system, whether they're police, whether they're teachers, that we're called to be able to do that, whether they're moms or dads or husbands or wives, how does that sound to you, okay? To obey them, to respect authority. How does that sound? You see, I can't think of a major movement today that is based upon personal restraint and respect for authority. Can you? I can't. Yet, if you name yourself as a Christ follower, we're called to exercise personal restraint and respect for authority, whether it's in our home, whether it's in the church, whether it's on the job, whether it's in the community, whether it's in our nation. See, Paul, many, many, many years later, came back to this, and here's what he wrote to the church in Rome under Nero, okay? Here's what he said Everyone must submit to govern authorities. Say what? Everyone. That's me. That's you. Everyone must submit to govern authorities. He goes on to say this. He says, for all authority comes from God and those in positions of authority have been placed there by God. You say, you gotta be kidding me. No, we live in an imperfect world with imperfect leaders, with imperfect parents, with imperfect fill in the blank. He goes on to say this. He says, consequently, Whoever rebels against authority is rebelling against what God has instituted, and those who do so will bring judgment on themselves. What he is saying is that the fact of the matter is all of us have somebody over us, and whoever is over you, who's ever over me, guess what? They're imperfect people, and yet we are called to follow them. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, what if they're wrong? They're they're not good people. They're not moral people. Don't I have a right? And the list could go on and on and on. But what Solomon would say is this, we live with imperfect people. And Solomon would say, you know what, you wanna manage the tension in a broken world? What we have to do is we have to respect authority. Respect authority. You know, I'm one of the pastors here at New Point, and, and I have to give an account to a board. And I remember one time, um, uh, the board uh, voted 5-0 against me. And somebody asked me, how are you going to handle that, Dwight? I said, you know what? I'm going to follow their lead. I'm going to follow their direction. You know why? Because I come underneath their authority. And I really didn't agree with them. But what happens is when you have wisdom above the sun, you see things God from God's perspective. You understand that God works through order. He works through authority. And so Solomon begins to list the ways in which you and I are to engage with those people who lead us, who aren't perfect. Here's what he says. He says, don't try to avoid doing your duty. You know what he's saying here? When you engage with those who have authority over you, honor God in all that you do. Honor God in all that you do. Yeah, there's going to be times that you disagree with those who lead you but they have authority over you. And so what happens is what he is saying is you can engage in them, but you engage in them in a way that is respectful and that brings honor to God. He goes on to say this. He says, don't try to avoid doing your duty and don't stand with those who plot evil. He would say, you know what? When you're dealing with those who are leading you, respect their authority and honor God in all that you do and don't participate, he says, in ungodly endeavors. Don't participate in that because you're working against God. You're working against his system. And so Solomon continues to give us instructions on how to relate and respond to those who are in authority over us, maybe when we think they're wrong. He goes on, he says, for the king can do whatever he wants. You know what he's saying? You better remember who has the power. You better think through this Yeah, you can go up against them, but you need to remember who has the power. And so I need to be able to manage it in a way that honors God, that brings respect. And so I can think through the ramifications of what my actions will bring upon me. You see, what fools do is fools get worked up emotionally and they forget to to, to process and to be able to say, okay, you know what, I think I've been wronged, I think this is wrong, and this is how I'm going to respond and act, but they don't understand all the repercussions that brings with that. It can happen with a spouse in a marriage, a boss at work, it can happen with people who wanna change their nation or their world, and what happens is, we can run ahead without a plan. And we can bring change, okay? But ultimately, it's not honoring God. And it's not bringing about the change that God wants. And so Solomon continues, and he says this. He says, his command is backed by great power. No one can resist it or question it. So you know what Solomon is saying, okay? Whether it's with your parents or a boss or whoever. He says, choose your battles prayerfully. Not every hill is worth dying on. Not every cause is equal. And so if you're the kind of person who's always looking for a fight, always looking for a cause, always looking for a a conflict, that's not godly. Not every issue is equally important or critical or urgent. You need to be able to, to choose prayerfully, God, is this what you want me to do? Otherwise, you'll end up compromising your integrity. And that is what Solomon is talking about. He's talking about choose your battles prayerfully because God knows all things. He goes on to say this. He says, those who are wise will find a time and a way to do what is right. For there is a time and a way for everything, even when a person is in trouble. You know what he's saying? He's saying timing is important. It's critical. Look for the God-given time and the process to do the right thing in the right way for the right reason and God will honor you. Because if you don't, you can make matters worse in your home, in your school, on your team, at your work. And so what happens is what I would say is, let, let, let's say that, that you're a woman and you're experiencing abuse, spice abuse. You know what, call the police, work through the legal channels. Let's say that you're an employee and and your boss is mistreating you unfairly. Work through the right channels. That's what God would say. That's what Solomon is saying. If, if, If you want to do something about your community, then work through the right channels in a way that honors God and do it prayerfully. You see, if God himself, Jesus Christ, lived on earth under the rule of the Roman government, which was corrupt and abusive, and and, and he faced it as God, and he brought honor to God, that's what he's asking you and I to do. But if you and I ignore God's ways, then we don't bring honor and glory to God, even if we're thinking that we're fighting for a good cause. And so what you and I have to understand and what you and I have to realize is there's a way in which you and I are called to respect authority, even if they're wrong, even if it's wrong. And so what he wants you to do And what he wants me to do is to choose better. Choose better. And don't just rage against something that you're angry about. Don't just declare war and take matters into your own hands. Choose the godly way. Martin Luther King did that in the 60s. And he found a way to honor God and yet at the same time make sure that, that 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 he was fighting for a just cause. Now Solomon goes on and, and he gives us some other ways in which we can manage the tension. First, by respecting authority, but then he says this. Indeed, how can people avoid what they don't know is going to happen? None of us can hold back our spirit from departing. None of us has the power to prevent the day of our death. He says, there is no escaping the obligation that dark battle. And in the face of death, wickedness will certainly not rescue the wicked. He says, I have thought deeply about all that goes on here under the sun, okay, where people have the power to hurt each other. He says, I thought about that, that that, that under the sun, we have power to hurt one another. Why? Because we're self-centered, Okay, we're not perfect. And so what he would say is not only to respect authority, but he said in light of all of that, you need to trust God. You see, you need to remember, and I need to remember, that Solomon is a king, and he has a lot of great power, yet he is saying that there are some things that's even out of his control. That's why he mentions death here, that there are some things that he would love to change, and there's some things that he wish was different, but he couldn't do it, that there are some things that only God can change and that he has to trust God in that. Solomon is saying, you don't always know what's going on. I don't always know what's going on. You can't predict the future. I can't predict the future. And he says that we have the power to hurt one another. And so what we need to do is we need to be able to trust God that he can even use the injustice that maybe have come in our life and bring good out of it. You see, we're all sinners. We all need a good dose of humility. We all need to realize that none of us are perfect and that all of us really have hurt one another, that we're all in need of forgiveness. And we have to understand that, you know what? God, ultimately, you're gonna settle the score. We're all going to give an account to you. And when you and I know that God sees everything, and that he's going to deal with everything, it can bring a sense of patience and peace in your life and in my life. Because the fact of the matter is we've all blown it. And Solomon is just reaffirming to you and I that you know what? There's a lot of things that's out of your control. So you need to trust God. And that God will make all the wrongs right. And that though you and I live in a broken world filled with injustice, sometimes it benefits us Sometimes it doesn't, right? Sometimes the wrongs of the world benefit you. We don't even know it, but we benefit from it. And and what happens is we usually squeal a little bit when it doesn't benefit us. But what happens is if we don't trust God, we will find ourselves being emotionally and, and frustrated and invested in some things that really ultimately does not honor God. And so he would say, respect authority, Trust God. And then he goes on. He says this. He says, I have seen wicked people buried with honor. You ever seen that? Yet they were very, the very ones who frequented the temple and are now praised in the same city where they committed their crimes. You ever been there? You know, you heard a guy give a funeral message and, and you wonder, is he talking about the same person that we're here to, to, to grieve? And he says, this is Meaningless. And so what he is saying is this, there's a good reason for us, okay, to be able to, to look for wisdom above the sun because he says that, you know what, there's a lot of things that go on below the sun that just aren't right, that that our world is full of injustice. He goes on to say this, he says, when a crime is not punished quickly, people feel it is safe to do wrong. I think we're seeing that right now, aren't we? When somebody does something wrong and it's not quickly dealt with, then what happens is it allows people to do more because they think they're gonna get away with it. By the way, this is what we think with God. Because God's judgment doesn't fall on you and me immediately, we think that he doesn't see and he doesn't know and that we won't give an account, we will. He goes on, he says, but even though a person sins 100 times and still lives a long time, here's what he says. He says, I know that those who fear God will be what? Better off. The wicked will not prosper, for they do not fear God. Their days will never grow long like the evening shadows. What he says is this every wrong will be made right, and every right will be rewarded by God. And and and, and he basically says this: that you know what, the wicked, you know what? They're gonna go on, and you might think that they're getting away with things, but they're not. That God sees what's happening and what's going on. And, and, and so Solomon continues and here's what he says. He says, and this is not all that is meaningless in our world. In this life, good people are often treated as though they were wicked. We see that, that's the injustice. And wicked people are often treated as though they were good. This is meaningless. What's he saying? We live in an imperfect world. All of us, myself and you, we, we all have a list of injustice that have happened in our lifetime. And so what he's saying is if you're going to manage this tension and live in a broken world, okay, what happens is you need to respect authority, you need to trust God, but you have to guard your heart. You have to guard your heart because you're going to get hurt. You're going to experience injustice. You're going to say, that wasn't fair, that wasn't right. And if you don't guard your heart, what happens is you will become a bitter, angry person. See, Solomon writes this in Proverbs. He says, above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. How do you guard your heart? Solomon would say, by fearing God. By fearing God, by knowing that God knows and he sees everything, and that one day, guess what? Everybody is gonna give an account. You see, the only antidote for you and I to manage this tension is to be able to fear God and to say, God, you know the injustice, you know the wrongs, you know all of that, and I'm going to trust you to make things right. You see, let me put it to you this way. The sheriff hasn't shown up yet. Everybody's acting like the sheriff is never gonna come. But once the sheriff shows up, everything changes. And who is that? That's Jesus. And he's gonna come and he's gonna make every wrong right and he's gonna reward every right thing that you and I have done. You see, life under the sun makes no sense if there's no accountability, if there's no God. Then you can live however you want. The fool denies this fact. That's why the fool will live however he wants or she wants, thinking that there's no accountability. But Solomon is saying, you know what? You need to guard your heart because one day there will be an account. Do you believe that you'll give an account? Do you believe that person who's leading you or who's done the injustice towards you will give an account? You see, we need to realize, okay? We need to realize that no one's getting away with anything. And eventually, we'll all give an account. And we need to do this. You see, God wants you to be able to enjoy life. And yet what we're talking about today is serious. And yet God would say, Dwight, I want you to live a fulfilling life, a happy life. And and you might say, how do I do that? How do I do that? How how do I do that? Well, if you know that God is in control and you fear him, then what happens is you will know that he will make all wrongs right and he will reward all things that are done that's right. And so Solomon would say, you know what? How do you manage this tension? You You respect authority. You trust God, you guard your heart. And then he says this, after all that, here's what he says. So I recommend, after listening all these injustice and things that the wicked sometimes are honored and the good are not, he says this. So I recommend having fun. Can you believe that? Because there is nothing better for people in this world than to eat, drink, and enjoy life. He says, that way they will experience some happiness along with all the hard work God gives them under the sun. What's the hard work of trying to bring about justice, of working for justice? And so what he is saying is this, have fun. He said, if you're gonna manage the tension in life, you gotta respect authority, you gotta trust God, you gotta guard your heart, and you gotta have fun. Do you you know that heaven is going to be incredibly fun? See, once God settles all the accounts, then you and I are going to have incredible fun. Do you know that Jesus is fun? He's fun. He's come to give you and I life and life to the fullest. So let me ask you a question as we wrap up. Are you enjoying life? Or do you find yourself enduring life? You see, until Jesus settles all the account, we are encouraged to have some fun here on earth. We're encouraged to eat and drink and enjoy life. It's not denying reality. He just just told us that life is filled with injustice, but he says, in the midst of all the injustice, remember that God is great and God is good. You see, are, are you a person so obsessed and driven by the injustice of this world that it's made you harsh and not fun to be around? I love this quote here by uh, uh, G.K. Kessinger. He says this, the madman is so upset by one thing that they lose sight of all other things. They relate everything to one thing. And so what happens is they're so focused on what's wrong that they can't have fun and celebrate with what's right. Maybe that describes you. So Solomon wraps up this part of his journal with these words. In my search for wisdom and in my observation of people's burdens here on earth, meaning that we all have burdens because life isn't fair, I discovered that there is ceaseless activity day and night. I realize that no one can discover everything God is doing under the sun. We can't, okay? Not even the wisest people discover everything no matter what they claim. What is he saying? He is saying to you and me that we need humility, that I'm never really gonna understand everything, that I need to respect authority, I need to trust God, I need to guard my heart, and I need to have some fun. So let me ask you a couple questions. First one is this, what authority has God placed over you? that you're struggling with. Make sure you honor God. Make sure that you're choosing your your battles prayerfully. Okay. Remember, timing is important. Let me ask you another question. What injustice are you dealing with? You know, list them. Tell God. Be able to say, God, you know, this is wrong. I'm asking you, how should I handle this? How should I respond? And then finally, how good are you at having fun? (laughs) Are you so serious? Are you that madman that's so focused on that that you know what, you can't relate to anything else? You know, Solomon would say that's not very wise. And So if we're gonna manage the tension, what we need to be able to do is respect authority. We need to trust God. We need to guard our hearts. And we need to have some fun. Would you pray with me? God we thank you for people like Solomon and we thank you for how you have made sure that, that we're able to, to read and learn and grow from people before us and learn from their mistakes and learn from their experiences and learn from their counsel so that what happens is we can be able to, to enjoy life even better. And so, God, I, I pray for each and every one of us here today that when life offers us choices, and it will, especially in the climate that we're in today, that we will choose better, that we will respect authority, that we will trust God, that we will guard our hearts, and that we'll have some fun along the way. And most of all, that we will honor you. And it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. If you want to talk to someone about a decision you've made, or let us know how God's moving through this series, visit newpoint.org forward slash contact. Be sure to stay connected with us throughout the week on social media, download our app, subscribe to our weekly podcasts through Google Play or the App Store, or subscribe to our YouTube channel. Thanks for listening to today's message, and we hope you continue to realize and reach your full potential in Jesus Christ.